Hello and welcome back to the Nostalgia FC podcast with me, Drew Hollins-Roberts. And me, George Thomas. This is the podcast where we delve deep into the recesses of football and history and obscure football players. Yeah, so each week we'll invite on a guest to give us their favourite 11 from football, their manager, their stadium, their kit and the name of their team. Yeah, and this week's guest is none other than Muddy Elephant frontman Sam Passy. Muddy Elephant, if you haven't heard of them, are an up-and-coming indie rock band from the Cheshire area. You may have heard them on uh, This Morning. You may have heard them on Co-op Radio, BBC Introducing. Uh, they're on the way up, so look out for them. And Sam Passy is the frontman and today's guest. So let's get into the pod. All right, Sam, welcome to the pod. <laughs> Thank you. Right, Sam, so football fan? Massive football fan. That helps. Um, yeah, if you ask my girlfriend, she knows how obsessed I am with football. Nice. Um, yeah, she's she's not the best uh, pleased when I talk about football, but I've got to talk to football about someone, haven't I? So that you've literally just described my life. Yeah. <laughs> Linka absolutely hates football, even more so since we've been together because it's all I talk about. <laughs> right, Sam. So a big football fan, but who do you support? It's got to be Liverpool, of course. Through yes. Through. <laughs> I knew that already. Uh, I just wanted to rub it in George's face so that we have another Liverpool <laughs> guest on. <laughs> Let's get into it. As always, we're going to start with your formation. So, Sam, what formation are you going with? Formation, I'm going with a 4-3-3. It, what I play on FIFA. So, nice. that's my standard go-to formation. Might Used well. to be a 4-3-2-1, which, you know, maybe at half-time we change. But... Okay, so, as always, we'll start from the back. Start with your keeper, Sam. My keeper is... None other than Gianluigi Buffon. Classic goalkeeper who's still relevant. He's well, still yeah, exactly. I mean, I would have gone with Alisson, but I mean, in terms of what Buffon has won and the fact that he's done it for so many years and he's so, like, decorated. Yeah. It's just, it's got to be him. He's just a great guy. Just yeah, he him. is as well. Yeah. yeah really hard, nice hard not to like, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, just loves it. The one thing I always hope for... John Luigi Buffon is that he wins the Champions League because mm. that's the only thing he's missing. And he even moved to PSG to try and do it. it didn't work out for him, so he went back to Juve. Needs to come to Liverpool. Yeah, that's it. I mean, he wouldn't first. play though, would he? <laughs> no, that's true. But how many games do they have to have? Is it like isn't it only like five appearances or something like that? Yeah, I think so. Just bringing him on the last minute of every five nil game. Yeah. <laughs> like, on, get on there, DJ, get on there. Uh, overall, though, Buffon has how many we're looking at? 509 appearances at his first stint at Juventus and 13 at his second stint. So, wow, quite quite a lot of games for the man. Yeah, less so now. Mm. Now he plays second fiddle yeah. to Wojciech Szczesny, <laughs> which is quite sad. But yeah. it's crazy, isn't it? Like for, his career is just yeah, like absolute flop at Arsenal, and he's been insane for that. I thought you were talking about Buffon then. I was like, when was Buffon at Arsenal? <laughs> I, I thought yeah, the same and I was like, oh my God, how have I missed this? <laughs> yeah, but with Buffon, he's just that keeper. He's so commanding. Like with that yeah. part of that Italian, like intimidating defence of Cannavaro, Nesta, Maldini. And then you throw in Zambrotta and you've got yeah. Buffon at the back. I mean, you can see why they won a World Cup with that, that defence. Unbelievable. Mm. Obviously, Runner-up in the Euros, he's won multiple league titles with Juventus, one with PSG. Just his trophy cabinet is bigger than my it's house. Insane, yeah. <laughs> he's got to be one of the most capped 
players of all time, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I, well, I, I can't actually find whether he is or not, but like surely 176 caps for the first team of Italy. That's crazy. He's got yeah. to be up there, isn't he? Yeah. I think like how good of a footballer nation Italy is as well for him to be the number one for so long. Yeah. Mental. It is. Yeah. They've got some decent keepers now as well. Yeah. Yeah. They all learned from him, I guess. He's sort of like the yeah. inspiration, like Donnarumma and yeah, he's Perrin good. and other players. Just great, great keepers. But yeah. yeah. Fantastic. He is one of the few, this is this is what it says, the few recorded players to have made a 1,000 professional career appearances. No way. That's crazy. That's mad. 42 years old, still playing. I suppose when you're a keeper, you do have a bit more longevity because you don't have to run yeah. as much. Mm. And if you keep your body in good order, I suppose you can still throw yourself about a bit. Well, exactly. I'll be honest, I'm 27 and I throw myself to the floor once and I'm like, oh yeah, let's do that again. <laughs> That's me out. He also was, up until um, Allison and Kepper, the world record fee for a goalkeeper. Was he? Yeah, 52 million euros when he went from uh, Palmer oh, to Juventus. Kepper was up there. Kepper. Kepper's the yeah. world record goalkeeper. Jesus yeah. Christ. How crazy is that? Because Liverpool signed Allison, and then he was for about a week. The world record fee for a goalkeeper, and then Chelsea <laughs> signed Kepper. Who, despite the fact that his name is Keeper, is the worst goalkeeper I've ever seen. <laughs> Let's move forward. Your choice: left back, centre back, right back. Where do you want to go? Let's start with right back. So at right back, I have none other than Cafu. <laughs> We've had Cafu before. We have, yeah. and we can argue with it then. And funny enough. Two weeks later, we still can't argue with it because <laughs> yeah, it'd be timeless. it'd be funny if we were like yeah. And since that two two weeks ago, we've uh, we've changed our mind on we've him. Flipped on him. <laughs> we hate. Cameron. I mean, I was thinking about Trent, but he's too young and hasn't won enough yet. But, yeah, and I mean, he can't defend. Yeah, <laughs> I always was sad with Liverpool because we had the Scouse Cafu and John yeah. Flanagan. I know. Whatever <laughs> and, happened to him? And Cafu, yeah, what did happen to him? I think he's currently playing in Cyprus. Yeah, he, he, didn't he uh, get in a fight or something? Yeah, I think he um, had a bit of trouble outside of football. Yeah, he did. Yeah, and then, He was on the books at Rangers, but then uh, Gerard dropped him, which is a bit savage. <laughs> <laughs> not not physically dropped him. Gerard wasn't the fight <laughs> that he had. <laughs> but no, with, with Cafu, that whole story was when Liverpool almost won the league that time. And John Flanagan was in the team, and he scored yeah. against Tottenham. What a goal it was! Yeah, in off the underside of the crossbar. I think it was like a yeah. five-nil win at White Hart Lane as well. Rocket, wasn't it? And then Cafu tweeted saying, "I really like the scars Cafu mm. about John Flanagan." Wow! And that's when his uh, career peaked. Yeah, <laughs> that <laughs> sound held from there. Flanagan was just like, "Yep, that's me done now." <laughs> now he's out in Cyprus. No offense to Cyprus football; it's probably you know worlds better than I can play, but. I don't know. I reckon you get a game. But yeah, back on Cafu, the actual Cafu, not the Scouse one. Unbelievable fullback. Yeah. One of the greats, if not the best right back of all time. It's hard I to argue to, with. Yeah. I struggled to find any of the better ones. Yeah. Yeah. It's We've had so many people from that sort of crop of Brazilian players, that, that squad that just seemed to win yeah. everything. And there's no surprises because they were just like the most dominant Insane. force in football I've seen yeah. in a long time. I think yeah. of, our, of our generation as well, if you think early 2000s, most of the people we've had in this pod and us, Sam's a bit younger than us, but not, not <laughs> yeah. that much, 
Um, we were all around about the 10, like between eight and 10 mark when that yeah. Brazil team was dominating and you just, you never see anything like it. So no. if your first taste of really understanding the game of football is seeing that Brazilian team with all their flair and their yeah. Jogo Benito and all that jazz, oh, filth, love it. <laughs> He's also got an insane amount of caps as well for yeah. his national side, which is 142. Yeah. So this is the most capped team so far. By, <laughs> I'm winning. Caps. That's what I was going for. <laughs> All right. Where are we going? So uh, first centre-back, we're going to go with Virgil van Dijk. Why? <laughs> he's just, I mean, obviously he's not been going as long as... I mean, there's a whole list of like... There's so many centre-backs that you can pick, but um, I just think he's, like, he's going to be one of the world's best centre-backs. Yeah, as much as this pains to say, uh, say from a United fan, he's what made you world class. Yeah, him and Usually, Allison, the spine at the back, yeah. like the two of them are just like rock solid. You you had a good team. All you were missing was was that sort of solid centre half. And it, which is mad because usually a team's like missing someone to score the goals or like that flair or something like that. Yeah. All you needed was someone to just hold like hold down the fort at the back, and you absolutely got it. And I'm so jealous of. Yeah. <laughs> what I always think about Virgil Van Dijk is when we signed him, we signed we actually bought him on Boxing Day mm. in 2018, no 17, sorry. And a lot of people were like 75 million for Virgil Van Dijk. That's uh, absolutely outrageous and there was a whole yeah. thing of the previous <clears throat> summer when Liverpool had tried to sign him and Jurgen Klopp had met him in Blackpool of all places oh my god yeah and Liverpool got in trouble with the league and Southampton were like well, we're not selling you to Liverpool and then it looked like that was falling through looked like it was going yeah. to City but then Big oh, God, convinced him he'd gone City yeah oh, Jesus Christ yeah no one ever look him would they no but then when we signed him 75 million people were all kicking off going oh what a waste of money and then you look at him now and you wouldn't even bat an island at that price when you consider and George knows where this is going when you consider that Mr Harry Maguire cost 5 million more than Virgil van Dijk George can you please try and explain to the listeners how that is possible it's United is stupid with money that's why (laughs) and and like there's so many there's so many like examples of that, but Harry Maguire is the absolute like. I still can't get over it. People say that yeah, yeah, he paid eight million for Harry Maguire, but you'll have him for a while, and he'll be that that solid in your team for so long. But I hate him. <laughs> I, I have I've not turned around to him at all. And my dad will tell like tell you whenever we're watching a game and he's on the pitch, I'm like, why don't we just like? I know we probably wouldn't be a solid at the back, but if we had Lindelof and Bailly at the back. I'd be happier. I would. <laughs> or just get another centre-back. I hate him so much. And well, 80 million for that. You know, that's a great pick of a centre-back, Sam, when you get a United fans to just go on about how shit their centre-backs are. <laughs> well yeah. yeah. yeah well, with, with Big Verge, as I like to call him, he is just like a hybrid of all the good defenders you've ever seen. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's got and he's pace. such a leader as well. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he's a vocal. that's what... We really needed that at the back. Yeah. Um, like, you think we've had the likes of Carragher, like screaming at you know your your defense at the back and that's i think what we've lacked i think he's just that sort of anchor <laughs> that every team in the world could use like he could he walks into any team in the world there's no doubt yeah. about that he can do everything that all your center backs can do and more mm. and i think as well with with big verge like he literally can do everything he can spray a pass out and one thing that i think a lot of people maybe don't know about him 
So when he played for Celtic before he came to the Premier League, he actually took free kicks for Celtic. Yeah, his free kick reel in. is insane. Yeah. Like, I don't get why we don't like put him on yeah. just even a few. Because I, I, mean, I think it was um, might have been a cup game or something, and I think we were winning by a few goals, and we had like loads of free kicks, and we'd had like four or five different takers, and I was just screaming at the TV, "Just let Verge take one." <laughs> insane. I remember seeing an interview as well with I think it was Andrew Robertson. And it was like one of these things like, who's this in the squad? Who's this in the squad? And it said, who's the fastest in the squad? And you would have thought he would have said Salah, Mane, yeah. whatever, which, <clears throat> let's be honest, probably are quicker. Yeah. But he said Virgil van Dijk, so that yeah. shows like how quick he is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think as well, if you look at his stature, he's like six foot four. Mm. He's got legs for days. It makes sense. It yeah. takes him three strides and he's across the pitch. <laughs> yeah. Right, before we go down the Virgil van Dijk hole any further... I bet you miss him, aren't you? <laughs> Very much so. <laughs> uh, let's move on to your other centre-back. Uh, my other centre-back to partner up with Virgil van Dijk is Carlos Puyol. Oh, hello. Yeah. A lot of hair in that uh, centre-back partnership. <laughs> there is, yeah. That's, that's what I was going for. Lots of hair and lots of caps. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's all you need, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what a player. Yeah, Puyol, in, when they had that side, um, he was just solid at the back. I just remember watching him and it was just nothing could get past him. Yeah. I think he's such a solid defender, but also he looks and is an absolute nutter. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, if you cross him, you're dead. It's not, like, it's not like he'll try and, like, trip you up. He'll try and break your ankles, go into the crowd and punch your mum. He doesn't care. <laughs> yeah. But I think with um, with him... What, obviously a one-club man, very loyal to Barcelona. Yeah. He's played with all the greats, Rivaldo, Ronaldinho. Been through them all. Yeah, His Messi. nickname is Captain Caveman. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can see it. All. Yeah, I can see it. He's actually quite, not short, but short for a centre-back, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. he is. He's yeah. under six foot, I think. The thing I love about Puyol, and like you could probably get a highlight reel of this somewhere on YouTube, is you know if any of his players either dived or threw themselves to the ground or were like feigning an injury or something like that, he would literally go over to them, lift them off the ground, give them a slap, and we'll run off again. <laughs> That's like why he, it was no nonsense. Like he yeah. didn't want any of that part of the game. He just wanted to play football. He didn't want any get of the sort of yeah. That's I why love so, that. That's why he's so strong. Barcelona players were doing that about four times a minute, so he had to yeah. keep picking them back up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but obviously very successful for Spain as well. This is very aesthetically pleasing. Dead on 100 caps. Good oh, job, Spain. Nice. And what, I, what I think with that is, so he would have been coming till the end of his career when he retired from Spain in 2013. So mm. I can imagine that he was on 99 and Spain probably just like, all right, go on, just sneak him in one more cap. Just like <laughs> against Malta in like a, a yeah. qualifier. Squad, squad colours, go, go on there, get yourself a 100 cap. You got Malta. Yeah, make a Malta. But yeah, they, <laughs> obviously he won European Championships 2008, World Cup yeah. 2010, mm-hmm. just part of that all-conquering Spanish side. And he was there the whole time, was obviously stalwart with Pique and Ramos. Yeah. Yeah, just... Yeah, Ramos was another one that you could throw in, but after what he did to us, I couldn't bear to put him in. Why? Why? What did he do? <laughs> Oh, silence. Oh, that stairs as well. <laughs> You're going to find out, George. I'm going to come around to your house. I'll show you what he did. <laughs> yeah, no, Puyol Puyo is a solid choice. There's a, there's a quote here from someone in, in the, from The Guardian, apparently. 
It said uh, he loved throwing himself about the pitch, laughing wholeheartedly into kamikaze tackles like a hyperactive luna- <laughs> lunatic child. So, yeah. you know. He was the right player in the right ta- right player at the right time. Yeah. If he was a player now, as we've said a few times in this. He'd be awful. Oh, VAR, he'd be sent off every oh, two minutes. Yeah. Especially in Spain. Looking at caps wise, you're almost at 400 caps with four players here. So we're doing well. Get in. <laughs> More to come, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Let's move. Let's move on to your left back. Right, left back. We are going with uh, Roberto Carlos. This again is second... the best team we've ever had. <laughs> yeah, second time uh, Roberto Carlos has been in as well. Yeah, nice. Because uh, I think my dad picked him for that one free kick. Yeah, yeah. I mean that's what I was going to say. <laughs> France, that free kick was just out of this world, wasn't it? Just defies the laws of physics, really, doesn't it? What well, apart from like. That's what he's known for, that free kick, really. Yeah. Mm. But he was an insane player as well. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. It, yeah, it wasn't just a, a free kick. Yeah, all round, just great left back. Yeah, 100%. I mean, he was the same team as Caffey, wasn't he? Yeah. Or at least partly. Yeah, yeah, they played either side. Yeah. This is actually the exact same um, tandem of fullbacks as Joe had on his podcast a few weeks ago. Ooh. Oh, is it? So Strong choice, popular choice, obviously. Just the... Yeah. Brazilian flair with the, between the two of them, yeah. Cafu and Roberto Carlos. I saw a video recently of Roberto Carlos in his back garden, and I don't know, don't know why he put the video up, but it just him just smashing a football, and it had the swaz on it again, top bins. I was like, oh my god, you just don't lose it. Yeah, literally, <laughs> just in his garden by himself. Forty-seven-year-old <laughs> man just hitting it over and over again, every time, <laughs> like a laser. Just there you go, unbelievable player. Uh, 125 caps so you know you're building that up again there you go. yeah it's still going strong <laughs> <laughs> that that's got to be including including keeper that's got to be the best defense we've oh we've yeah had 100%. so far like 100%. not even close incredible <laughs> imagine imagine like you walk onto the pitch you look at what their what their starting 11 is and that's the back four and you go oh crap <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, lads, back on the bus. <laughs> it's not worth it. That, that what you just said that reminds me of. Um, I don't, you must have seen it over the years. Like, there's a picture of like AC Milan when Beckham was there, and it's Ronaldinho, Beckham, and Kaká stood next to a free kick. Yeah. And then someone said the keeper already knew he couldn't save it. I was like, only one of the, only one of them's going to take it. Not all three of them are going to take it. Like, what does that even mean? Like, oh, oh, three good free kick takers. I wonder if all three of them are going to take it. <laughs> the one I remember is um, Barcelona when Omri was there, and it was the subs bench, and it said, like, imagine you 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 finally you get one goal against Barcelona, you one nil up, and then you look over at this, and the subs bench is this, and it was like Omri, Messi. Um, <laughs> I can't remember who else it was, but it was so many incredible think, attacking uh, options on the bench. I think bench Zlatan was there as well, wasn't he? God. Yeah, probably. That's Just like, right, who who do you pick out of them to come on and change the game? <laughs> yeah, well, I think with that defence, you never need a substitute because they're all so good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they're not they're not conceding many, are they? Not at all. Okay, right. Let's move into the midfield. Now, you said 4-3-3. Yeah. How's your midfield lining up? What are we saying? Is it, is yeah, it, is it, it like going to be... Two holding midfielders in a uh, sort of yeah, free roamer, or yeah. that's where I tend to go with the more attacking. So, yeah, you're two holding and you're, you're attacking central attacking midfielder. Nice. That's yeah. the way that I tend to go. I think with the three that I've picked, they can kind of <laughs> do what they want. Yeah. All right, go on. Kind of. 
Uh, right, so first one, we're going to go with Scouse legend Stephen Gerrard. Oh. <laughs> I've just no. lost George now. <laughs> All right, let's get back into the Stephen Gerrard show. This is the third segment. Let's get involved. I feel like after this podcast is done, we could have a whole episode of just Drew talking about Stephen Gerrard. Hey, <laughs> after you've done this one, I'll edit it all together and I'll release it as a separate a special for Stephen Gerrard episode. <laughs> you won't hear from me in that one. You don't need to. I'll just speak for three hours on Steve Gerrard. <laughs> no, but I've said all I can say. Well, I haven't said all I can say, but I've said a lot of what I can say about Steve G. So, Sam, why have you put him in your team? Again, obviously my era, we still, I feel like we've grown up together watching his sort of journey in his career. He's just the all-round captain. Um, he could just do absolutely anything. And there's obviously always the big debate on Lampard, Scolzi or Gerrard. But for me, I mean, you know, people look at numbers and things like that, but you've got to look around the, the whole thing, the whole package. And he was just a complete midfielder, uh, a true leader. And through that whole time as well. And the fact that he was a, a Scouser, you know, proper homebred, Scouser three and three, and he just stuck with Liverpool. You can't That's... not put him in. There we go. I I agree. <laughs> <laughs> I am um, like, it's quite weird. I was watching, you know, um, Gary Neville's show on Sky Sports mm. where he will watch the highlights of a certain player's career with them and just talk about it all. I was literally watching the Steven Gerrard one yesterday. He was talking about like uh, his Liverpool sides, like all the sides that he played in compared to like today's Liverpool side. And he said, yeah. there is just, it is night and day in the fact that he wished he could, he could play in a side as good as this, but he, does, he said himself, he doesn't know if he'd actually get into this side, which in my eyes is stupid because he would. Oh yeah. It yeah. is prime. <laughs> oh. But that shows, that shows how modest he is. And he also, yeah. him talking about Klopp was really interesting. He said he absolutely would have loved to have been there during the Klopp era for like five games. Yeah. Just to sort of experience longer. it and see, see, because he, he regrets that he didn't have that sort of. Yeah. It's, it's so sad that he left the summer that Klopp then joined in the October. Just yeah, they were so close to being together. Every oh, yeah. Liverpool fan's dream. I mean, we didn't know it at the time because we didn't know what Klopp was going to do. But if you look at what Klopp's done now, I oh, Jesus Christ, <laughs> yeah. it makes me sad. But no, we we've also spoken as well with with how well he's doing at Rangers. Yeah, uh, I just want to get your take on this, Sam, because uh, Drew said it. I think Drew's dad said it as well. Do you think he's future uh, Liverpool manager? Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, I've and always, you'd be happy with that. Yeah, I mean, like when you look at what he's doing at Rangers and what Lampard's doing at Chelsea, I think. <laughs> <laughs> well, like I think Lampard's gone to Chelsea too soon. I yeah. Mean, yeah, it's really cool to see um, like ex-players of like the club, like especially captains, like going back to the club and managing them. But I think they're going too soon. So I think yeah. like Gerard is taking the right path and what he's going to do this season with Rangers is just like incredible. As we speak, aren't they like 19, 22? Yeah, is it 22, 22 now? I think the most impressive thing with his management style as well is if you look at their results in Europe, yeah, mm. the sides they played like Benfica and Standard yeah. Liège, like they've, Played some hard teams and they've beaten yeah. them, and they're very competitive in Europe. And I think that says a lot if you're a team from Scotland where yeah. the resources aren't necessarily the best, and it's hard to attract 
quality players to come and play in Scotland because I'm not saying it's a nowhere league, but <laughs> you can't go very far if, from that yeah. league. If you're looking at going to Scotland, you'll also be looking at going to England. So it's sort of like yeah, for exactly. like top European players and things like that. Yeah. So it's sort of they're always going to go to the Premier League, aren't they? Yeah. But yeah, back on to Gerard, the player, as opposed to the manager. I think um he's just one of those players that's just wildly respected by other players. I think that says a lot. Yeah. All right. Before George starts crying, let's go on to the next one. <laughs> okay, so uh, slightly newer, maybe, I don't know, um, compared to some of the other ones that I've gone with, but I've gone with Kevin De Bruyne. Oh. I just think he is, again, a bit like Steven Gerrard, a just all-round complete midfielder. Um, yeah. I can't remember what game it was. It's one of the last few games that he played in, but they were just analysing him afterwards and they were saying about he could literally be anywhere in the team. You know, he played that false nine uh, the other game. I can't remember who it was against. I think it was the last Brown game and he played the, the false nine. Yeah. And he was insane there. See, City seem to have that false nine formation down now, don't they? You were actually saying this to me the other day, Dre. They've realised they don't actually need to play with an out-and-out striker because yeah. they're that good a squad yeah. of players that they don't actually need it. And, uh, Kevin De Bruyne, I hate it. I hate this midfield so far. <laughs> but you've got to say, Kevin De Bruyne is probably one of the best players the Premier League's ever seen. Oh, yeah. I will, I will put I will put that into the house. I think yeah. currently he is the best player in the Premier League. Yeah, 100%. And, I, and, and I, coming from a Liverpool fan with our yeah. players, I can sit here com- comfortably and say Kevin De Bruyne is the most talented football player in the Premier League. And, <laughs> also, coming, coming from a United fan who have made a signing that has absolutely changed our whole squad and absolutely vitalise them all with Bruno yeah. Fernandes still Kevin De Bruyne for me is a better player yeah I think he's just the complete player like he yeah. does everything his passing does. range is unbelievable yeah if he hits it it stays hit the goal I always think about with Kevin De Bruyne is last season against Newcastle like the volley from the oh, edge of the box oh yeah that was yeah. oh my goodness the way he hits Tasty it stuff. and like it, there's no movement on the ball it just like yeah. the ball just yeah. stays perfectly still that is just so like appealing to me to just see that it's so good. Like free kicks, he could do it. Penalties, he can do the balls. Lot. He's just great and he, he's so passionate as well. Like yeah. you know, you see it when he does a misplaced pass or something. I like, like it. It doesn't happen often, but when he does, you can see he's so like angry with himself and everything. Um, and it's yeah, just, he's got it's passion, nice isn't he? Yeah, he's so passionate about football and, and his playing. Um, yeah. So just thought whack him in. Why the not? best. The best player that doesn't look like a football player, in my opinion. <laughs> I, d- I honestly don't think he looks like a football player. If you, you if you put it, like? if you put him in normal clothes, like not in a football kit or anything <laughs> like that, just on some random street in England, you'd just be like, yeah, whatever. I don't know in. why that that's the thing. I just think he d- and when he when he runs about all the time as well, he's got the most red face, so it looks like he's really struggling, but he's clearly yeah. not struggling. <laughs> it's weird. Yeah, he's a. Terrific player, obviously for Belgium as well. Mm, yeah, he's st- sort of a stalwart in their squad. I think if not for Eden Hazard, he probably would be the star of that Belgian side. But yeah, but with De Bruyne, if you look at his career, I find I always find it hilarious that Chelsea did this because imagine Chelsea had kept hold of these players. Oh God, yeah. So they signed him. Are you going to say Salah as well? Yeah, they signed him in 2012. Instantly loaned him back out to Werder Bremen. He has 33 appearances, scores 10 goals. And then they bring him back to Chelsea. He plays three times and then they sell him. Outright sell him to Wolfsburg. Goes to Wolfsburg for one season, only one season. 51 appearances, 13 goals. And then City snap him up. And I remember at the time, 
City paid a lot of money for him and mm. Chelsea fans were going, hey, you can't believe you're paying for our rejects. <laughs> and then now Chelsea are like, oh, I wish I had Kevin De Bruyne. <laughs> and it's the same with Mo Salah as well. This is- Mo Salah, yeah. Uh, and where, did they, where did they sell Mo Salah to? Was it Roma? Yeah. Oh, yeah, Lukaku. Imagine, imagine a Chelsea side now with Kevin De Bruyne, Lukaku, Salah... Who else are they? All in There's probably someone. Mate, Lukaku now is his figures are like incredible. Yeah. Like he's yeah. just smashing the goals in. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> another sub point yeah. for George. Imagine, imagine being another team that had sold Lukaku. What a... <laughs> What's so frustrating though is he he was so he seemed to be so lazy at United in a lot he of did. games. I I really liked him. I really, yeah. did really like him. I do wish we kept him, but he seemed to be so lazy in so many games. And then he goes off to Inter and he's insane. Yeah, that's two. I would say two complete central midfielders there. Who's the third yeah. one? Uh, third one, a bit more attacking. Gone with Zinazin Zidane. Love a bit of Zizou. I mean, there was so many like sort of more attacking midfielders that I could have gone for. Um, but like in terms of what he did and just how outrageous he was, his skill, um, his passing, just everything. Again, his all-round game. It was just insane. Yeah. Sam, I'm sorry. You're putting a lot of fucking pressure on your front three because this is by far <laughs> the greatest fucking team we've ever seen. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, Zinazine Zidane's got to be up there with one of the greatest players yeah. ever to play football. Insane player. And yeah. one of the best ways to end a career as well. <laughs> yeah. yeah, the biggest middle finger ever. <laughs> the ultimate mic drop. Just, yeah, bosh. There I mean, you go, cheers. Would have been better if he'd you know, won the World Cup with France, but... But he didn't. Yeah. He'd already won it, though. He won it in 98. I know. So he wasn't bothered. He's like... As, as, your last goodbye to, as your last goodbye to football, to like just lift the trophy and be like, right, I'm off. Nah, let's go for a headbutt instead. <laughs> that, that's just him, though, isn't it? It's the ultimate, like, oh, I've already got one of these, don't care, bored, bang. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. With Zidane though, again, he just had that touch that no one else could get near him. Yeah, if you had a player next to him, doesn't matter. He'll turn you. He'll yeah. get around you. He'll do his his roulettes. Oh, Zidane's roulettes is something else. No one did it quite like Zidane. No, I think as well. Up until he shaved his head, he again looked the least like a football player you've ever seen. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> looked like a monk because he had the, the bold spot on his head. Little bold spot there, yeah. <laughs> A footballing monk. <laughs> but yeah, with, with him, obviously, caps galore, appearances galore, trophies, part yeah. of the Galacticos with yes. uh, Figo, Ronaldo, Beckham. Yeah, what a team that was. Like Raul, he played in one of the best Madrid teams I've seen. Yeah. Like, unbelievable player. And then to go on and do it as a manager. Like, says a lot about yeah. a man as a player that he can go back to the club that he was so successful at and then be equally as successful as a manager. Yeah, probably a bit of... Um... We, we're probably not the biggest fans of him at the moment with how he treated Bale. Yeah. But... With that aside... Yeah. Good. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're pardoning him for that. We're, 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 we're putting him in as a player anyway, so it doesn't matter about that. Yeah. He's not got as many caps, though. He's only got 108, so... Oh, <laughs> right. On the spot, take him out now. Who's him? <laughs> James Milner. No, there you go. So it's very much the same player. I've often said that Milner is the... Uh, the Yorkshire Zidane. <laughs> Yorkshire. To be fair, his nickname is the Yorkshire Figo. So, yeah, with, with Zidane, I think, again, he's one of those players that inspire a generation of football yeah. players. Yeah, definitely. Coming up now, just like, 
you ask players like Oxlade Chamberlain, that sort of player, I've seen him in interviews saying, yeah, Zidane was a big inspiration. Yeah. Like French footballers, I know Pogba said Zidane was a big inspiration to him. That's a lot of the reason why he probably wants to go to Madrid is to play with Zidane or for Zidane. Yeah. But yeah, I think Zidane is just iconic football player. And I, it's a shame that in a way that it, he will be always remembered. You can say his name and everyone will always know. Even non-football fans will know the headbutt. Yeah. Yeah. But, <laughs> What people forget about in the same final, he panaked a penalty in off the crossbar. Ultimate <laughs> Billy Big Bollocks move. Like, yep, yeah, she's going to hit this underneath the crossbar and just over the line <laughs> and then pretend like I meant to do it. <laughs> I wouldn't put it past him that he did mean to do it, though, yeah. as well, to be perfectly honest. He had the ability to, didn't he? Yeah. I, think that, I think that was foreshadowing that penalty taken. He's like, clearly he was up to something in that game. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, you, you think that was mad? Watch this. <laughs> Imagine, imagine being French and watching that final and just seeing that head because as soon as he gets he headbutts, uh, was it Matarazzi, wasn't it? Yeah, Matarazzi. Yeah, yeah. and gets sent off. Yeah, probably all French fans were just like, oh, damn, <laughs> <laughs> like, that's it, that's gone. Uh, I'm trying to. Th- I'm trying. They're, they obviously were incredible players in that squad. I can't think of any off the top of my head, but Zidane was your one, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah you had Henri. Yeah, Perez, oh. Turam. Yeah. Galas, all the lads. Yeah. Just fantastic, <laughs> fantastic, fantastic great football team. player. And a great midfield again. This yes. is, if we if we do a thing where Pretty we solid. put all the teams against each other, I don't think any of the teams got a chance. <laughs> Considering last week. I was going to say, you you had that idea as well, didn't you? To put teams against each other. Yeah. This one's winning. Yeah. <laughs> Sam's just made that pointless. So nice one, Sam. <laughs> 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 Let's go into the strikers or the forward line. So forward line. Um, on We've got two wing- two wingers and a striker. Two wingers and a striker. Yeah. On the right wing, I have Lionel Messi. <laughs> well, there you go. That's, that, there's the drop-off point. <laughs> who's that? Sorry, can you? Who's who's Messi? Never heard of him. <laughs> Who? Surprising first person to put him in the team, though. Yeah. Really. That's yeah. true. Like that's oh, we got. I'm this, very surprised. At this that. is the ninth episode. No, tenth episode. 10th episode and that's arguably the, the best player in the world hasn't been in a team as in I thought yeah. he would be like literally like in everyone's side apparently not a go-to player no no should have been <laughs> you can state the case if you want but I think every everyone even people even people who don't like football know who Messi is yeah and know how good he is and know yeah. oh, in, incredible player just the best the best player. Best. I, I think that obviously the debate, we might as well bring it up now because it's going to come up at some point. Messi versus Ronaldo, right? Everyone talks about it. Everyone says, oh, well, could Messi do it in Stoke on a cold Tuesday night? Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> I think the fact that yeah, we... The answer to that is yes. <laughs> yeah. Like it is. <laughs> the fact that we as football fans had the chance and still have the chance now to witness two of the best football players of all time yeah. in the same in the era same of football, yeah. and they're in the same league, I was and they're in the rival teams. Yeah. It's just unbelievable. Like, we're so lucky to have that. Like These sort of players come, come along once in a lifetime. We've had two, yeah, <laughs> and we're not even 30 yet. That's just <laughs> unreal. Unbelievable players. I, I, I think with Ronaldo versus Messi, my argument is always they're both the world's best football players, but... yeah. Ronaldo works at it more, whereas Messi is just natural. Yeah, it's, Messi, yeah, it's Messi's naturally it. more talented. Yeah. yeah, and Ronaldo, you see, like the way that he's sculpted, like with his 
16 pack or whatever it is. Yeah. He's just, you can tell he puts so much into his training and, and everything. And Right. Yeah. Ronaldo can have however many muscles he wants. I am not living that life. It sounds like the most <laughs> mundane, like difficult sort of like, it doesn't sound fun at all. <laughs> all yeah, he but does then... is work out, eat really strict diet, yeah. sleep every what was it? Every five hours, he has a thirty-minute nap or something ridiculous. Yeah, but then you see the picture of him with his wife on his yacht in the <laughs> southern yeah, Italian yeah. coast. Yeah, You're like, oh that. yeah, maybe it's worth it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, his wife's beautiful as well. To be fair. <laughs> yeah, but with Messi, just unbelievable natural talent. I'd yeah. like. Can you imagine being the scout that discovered Messi? Just know, like yeah. telling someone, hey. This kid, I think he might be the best football player of all time. Shut <laughs> like, up, mate. What are you on about? Because <laughs> I remember when he... Uh, I don't remember when he joined, sorry, because I was very young. But I remember reading a story about Lionel Messi when he signed for Barcelona, when he came over from Newell's Old Boys in the year 2000, he went over. He basically, they put him on growth hormones to try no and get way. him to be taller because he was so short. Because they knew that he had the talent, but they didn't think he would grow to be tall enough Oh my god! To be a like a decent fo- decent football yeah. player, he's still not tall, is he? No, he's obviously tiny. the growth hormones they used didn't work very well. But yeah. <laughs> but yeah, they tried to get him on growth hormones. They tried to like uh, basically make him taller genetically, try and make the perfect football player, which they got somehow in the end, yeah. but not because he's not. tall. Imagine in Messi were Ronaldo's height though. Jesus, like. You're probably you're like the, the argument's probably dead then. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you say that, but Messi still scores a header. Like, yeah, I'm, he does. But that, I'm, but that's what I mean. That's yeah. what I mean. He he's still good in the air at his height. If he's taller, yeah. I apologize, George, but I'm going to tell the story. The Champions League final, I think 2008 was it? I don't know. The one that United lost to, <laughs> the one that United lost to uh, to Barca. I hate this podcast episode. <laughs> <laughs> that Messi header. Like yeah. the way he gets up for that one, yeah, unbelievable. How how I went into that Champions League final with confidence that we'd beat that Barcelona side, <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> yeah, that was probably the best Barcelona side of all time. That one, I'd say. Yeah, there were there was. I remember going into it and thinking, "No, we we got this. We got this." I think five minutes in, I was like, "Yeah, this is." Done. <laughs> I th- and then we scored as well. We did score, and that was lucky. I think, but. That that Champions League final, right? This is um, this is one thing I'll always love about Lionel Messi. So I was watching that final with my nana. Now my nana was a United fan of sorts. Like my granddad was a United fan, and um, my nana would claim to be a United fan without actually knowing any of the players. <laughs> and we, were, I was watching it with her. And I was staying at her house for a, for a few days, and I wouldn't say she was a massive drinker. Or not that I was aware of anyway, but maybe that's just me being ignorant. But there you go. And uh, when that goal went in, when Messi rose above the United defenders and headed that ball in, I never forget when I'm just standing up, walking to the kitchen, come back in with a whiskey. That's like, little <laughs> <my, laughs> Messi drove my nana to drink. I'll never forget that. Just hilarious. Wow. That's your mic drop on the end of that choice, I think. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, great choice, Sam. Again, yeah. I can't believe that's the first time he's made an appearance. I know. Unless, unless I'm wrong, but like, I'm almost certain it is. No, no, that, that is the first time, yeah. We've had Ronaldo. We haven't had Messi. Mm. Well, there you go. the first one to bring on the debate. There you go. Good job. Mm. Right, let's move across. 
So um, let's go across the left wing. Yeah. Um, and seeing as we're on this debate, I've gone with Ronaldo. Because <laughs> 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 why not have both of them? <laughs> why not? That's the one thing that I, I think everybody in the world would love to see. Imagine them on the same team. Oh, it'd be outrageous. Oh, my God. Like, you just, pff, you might as well not even play. Just like, would right. it work, though? Would it work? Are they two, are they two bigger personalities on the same team? Yeah. If you take egos out of it. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and but, if you have the right manager to to gel them both together yeah. as well, to get them to work together, it would be yeah. insane. I think you'd need a Steve Bruce to get that to work. <laughs> <laughs> He's shown he can do it with Andy Carroll and Ryan Fraser, so why can't he do it with... <laughs> um, <laughs> Steve Bruce managing Messi and Ronaldo. <laughs> that's what you want. That's what we all want to see. If that Newcastle takeover had happened, maybe that would we would have seen it. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Just unbelievable choice again. Like this, this team is probably the best football team I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> I want this striker to be a meme, <laughs> <laughs> and even so, if he is, it's still the best team we've seen. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is the thing because I was like, I was thinking of you know when you think about friends to put in or like a comedy one or something like that, but then I just wanted to. There were so many footballers to pick from. Do you remember? Do you remember when? Um, I don't know if you ever did this, Sam, but me and Drew uh, certainly did. When you'd be in school and you'd be in a class that you didn't sort of, you didn't like as much as others. So um, sorry, sorry to my mum who's listening to this, but um, you you'd literally you'd have a piece of paper in front of you and you would just draw out a formation and you yeah. would write an eleven and it would be the most insane eleven you've ever seen. This is that. It is. This yeah. is that on a podcast. <laughs> And I'm here for it. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. It's, it's it's good to have different types of episodes. Yeah, we've had our comedy ones, but this one's just, you can just look at these players and just be like, yeah. and the fact that we've, we've watched all of these and like lived through each of their playing careers is insane. Yeah. That's what I was trying to go for. As our generation goes, this is the ultimate team. Yeah. Absolutely. Sorry, FIFA, don't sue us, FIFA. I didn't say ultimate team. Um, uh, <laughs> um, quick, legendary. Uh, legendary team, thank you. <laughs> EA will be on the phone now. <laughs> EA don't know who we are, it's fine. <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> there you go. We'll be featured one day. <laughs> we'll be featured and Muddy Elephant will be on the soundtrack. That's the dream right there. <laughs> Muddy Elephant one day will be on that FIFA soundtrack. I'm trying. Definitely. <laughs> hey, right, so the, the one thing I always think that separates Ronaldo and Messi in terms of success mm. is international success. Yeah, definitely. And we've spoken a lot about caps on this podcast and both of them are very capped by their respective teams. Ronaldo still playing 170 caps for Portugal. Yeah. 170. What? Still going. And 102 goals to boot. Unbelievable. Yeah. And the 2019 Nations League title, whatever the heck it means, they got something for it. <laughs> And then obviously Euro 2016, Portugal knocked out Wales to go on to be the eventual winners. So yeah. if anything, Wales are winners up in my eyes. Yeah, because um... <laughs> yeah, that's how it works, isn't it? Yeah, if you want France. Oh, not really. Sorry, French family and fiance. Um... <laughs> um, but that thing about Ronaldo that I loved in that game, and I think this is something you don't necessarily associate with Ronaldo, is his passion for the national team. Because you can see him and people think he's just this flash guy with his flash yeah. muscles and his nice cars and he lives in the sun. And as George mentioned, he's got a beautiful wife and whatever, like the perfect life, whatever. But 
what you don't see is when he goes off injured on the Euro 2016 yeah. final and he stood on and the he, sideline, yeah, pretty much being the manager with the ice yeah. pack on, just hopping around with the jacket on. He looked, he looked more like the manager than he was yeah, manager definitely. at the time in that one, but like he looked more like the manager, yeah. But what I always think is hilarious about that, as successful as Ronaldo has been in the international stage and any point in his career, to be honest, mm. his. One, well, I suppose the Nations League can count that, but his one major national trophy, the <laughs> Euros, was won by a striker that probably no one had ever heard of in Eder, scoring the best goal of his career in extra time. No one's even ever heard of him. I don't know what he's doing now. And Ronaldo... I don't know what he's doing now. Either. For the rest Wasn't of your he, life. Didn't he used to play for... Um... Swansea. Yeah. Swansea, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, he um, Ronaldo's won, won trophy internationally was won by a bit part striker while Ronaldo wasn't even on the pitch. I think that's hilarious. <laughs> if you wanted to be that guy and say, well, did Ronaldo really win it? <laughs> Absolutely, he did. Yeah, he did. All right. Who is your striker? My striker. Um, striker, I mean, the whole team took a while to decide. But striker, I went through quite a few different ones. Oh, all right. Go on. Um, Before you give us your actual striker, who did you go for? Who are you th- deliberating between? So it was between these two, but the one that didn't quite make it was Fernando Torres, El Nino. Yeah. I loved Torres when he was at the club. Yeah. I mean, and then his career just dropped off a cliff. That's why you don't leave that. Liverpool. Yeah. The grass isn't always greener. Certainly not. But in terms of what he did for Liverpool, he was just insane. I mean, like, I think people forget how good he really was for Liverpool. Yeah. Um, and you look at his finishing and like the link up with Steven Gerrard is yeah. Yeah, that was Gerrard's peak, was, I think, when yeah, he was playing with Torres. Yeah. I remember I remember when Torres was at Atletico and all the rumours, like every single rumour everywhere you looked was that Torres was coming to United and he instantly became my favourite player. Because <laughs> I watched him, you'd watch his highlights, you'd watch him play and you'd watch everything about him. I think because before he went to Liverpool, I think there was a World Cup and he performed incredibly in that World Cup. Mm. I was thinking, oh, he's coming to United. And then did the biggest U-turn. <laughs> <laughs> I went to Liverpool and I, I remember I was absolutely devastated. Unbelievable yeah. player. Right, so yeah. if you didn't choose Torres, your actual striker must be very, very good. <laughs> yes. Um, the reason why I went for this one was because he's more of an all-round player rather than like... Torres was a finisher. Yeah. But the player that I've gone for was an all-round performer. So he did the lot. Like I think the I think I can guess. It. Yeah. I think I can guess who it is. Did he replace Fernando Torres? He did. Ah, it's Andy Carroll. <laughs> <laughs> I'm assuming Suarez? It is. Again, it's the first time Luis Suarez has been mentioned. See, I I mean I can see the reason why people wouldn't go with Suarez, because there's a lot of because he bites a lot of people. Yeah. people, yeah, things like that. Um, obviously, handling the ball against Ghana, the, yes. yeah, yeah, against Ghana. Um, but I mean, what he did for Liverpool, like in that size, the amount of work that he put in, you know, getting the ball back, sort of like Bobby Firmino does now. Yeah, like, in terms of like winning the ball back and then setting off the the counter, like the amount of assists he got was insane. Um, the amount of goals he got was insane. Yeah. So, yeah, 
just had to be Suarez. I love Luis Suarez. Now, mm. I hated Luis Suarez very much before he signed for Liverpool. <laughs> and then he signed for Liverpool and I was like, oh, did we really just sign him? All right, let's see what he does. And then literally after the first game, and he's like nutmeg to seven United players. Yeah. And then pulls it across for Dirk Kout to score. I was like, oh my God, yep, this is, I like this guy. <laughs> but I think with Suarez, like all the negative things aside, obviously, yeah. polarizing character, had his issues with biting. Um, yeah. How mad is that sentence? Had his issues with biting. <laughs> he, bit, he bit at least three players in yeah. his career. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What do I read about him? It's like with. Genius comes madness, is the quote. Yeah. And it was one of his old coaches saying, basically, he'll be the best player you've got, but good luck because yeah, he's, he's a little bit tapped. He's gonna, Yeah, he's mental. What yeah. I, could, what I, I made this reference to George the other day when we were playing FIFA because why not? Uh, <laughs> having Luis Suarez, and this is a bit of a stretch, is like, you know when you play Pokemon, right? And you caught a Pokemon that was too high a level for you and you couldn't control it, but sometimes yeah. it would do what you wanted and it would, you'd always win with it, because all you, but sometimes it would hurt itself, or sometimes it would yeah. run away or whatever. Luis Suarez. Suarez is the equivalent of that, where you <laughs> want him to sense. do something, and he might do it, but the chances are he's going to go off on a tangent, net by 12 people before he does it. <laughs> yeah, that, that's him, in a nutshell. Yeah, that's it. That's Luis Suarez. I, I, he's Charizard. There you go. Luis Suarez is Charizard from the original <laughs> Pokemon series. There you go. But yeah, I think Luis Suarez used bite. <laughs> Very good. With Suarez, like anywhere he's gone, I think if you think when he signed for Liverpool from Ajax, we paid 20 million for him. Yeah. That yeah. is absolutely insane. Because on, on the same day, we signed Andy Carroll for 35. Yeah. And if you look at the two different trajectories of their careers where Andy Carroll's gone, and Suarez has just gone, gone on from Liverpool to sign for Barcelona. And become Barcelona's, I think he's like their fifth highest goal scorer of all time. Yeah. And oh, what we right? saw Torres for yeah. as well. Yeah. I mean, sold Torres for 50. Yeah. And then and he, he went. And then he went he went down as well, didn't he? Yeah. 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 Suarez just the complete football player, like you said, like he does everything. Like Yeah. And I think he, that's what I was looking for in a striker. Because the the amount of like incredible finishes that there are, um, you like you could go with any. But I was looking for someone who sort of does I think that's what my whole team has sort of been based around like plays that like have the whole game yeah the imagine Suarez team. in his prime in this Liverpool side oh god oh. But what made me laugh as well was when he left Barcelona yeah and went to Atletico mm. there was uh, I think that there was a load of videos that came out that were like look look at this this is so sad to see Suarez is not the uh, anywhere near the player he used to be and stuff like that and I remember watching the videos and it was, it must've just been a bad day for him or something like that. Mm-hmm. It was just uh, him in training at Barcelona and he, he wasn't quick. Uh, he kept, his touch was awful. Like it, it hit him and it'd be like hitting a brick wall and like flying off in the other direction, things like that. And everyone was just like, oh, he's awful. Atletico were making a massive mistake. And then he's gone to Atletico and actually done really, really well there. Yeah. It's just he's, mad. He's so good. He made Diego Costa cancel his contract. <laughs> <laughs> Diego Costa was looking across like, oh, he's more of a shithouse than I am. Andy can score. <laughs> I'm pointless. Andy can score. That'd be that'd be horrible for, for a defense defensive line to look oh. and see that you've got Diego Costa and Suarez. You'd be like, oh my oh. God. <laughs> All I can imagine is just Diego Costa throwing Suarez at people. <laughs> <Just> like, <"Go." laughs> 
teeth first. Yeah, but I think with Suarez, it's just the goals he scored. Yeah, for Liverpool and for Barca and for Ajax, anyone he played for, like he scores goals that I didn't think were possible. Like, yeah, the goals were insane. I yeah. mean, like I, I was gonna say before, like I'll always remember um, the goals he scored against Norwich. Yes, um, and I remember chatting to my granddad, um, and he was like, "I don't actually think I've ever seen a, a better." hat trick of goals because each single goal was just yeah top top draw Norwich like not just hated a tap in or anything it was just like the one where he flicks it in front of the Norwich defender and then hits on the side volley outrageous stuff just and like I mean I can't speak highly enough of Luis Suarez I mean I know he is the ultimate shithouse because he is yeah like I remember when he was suspended for the first 10 games of the season. Yeah. And then he came back and he finished top goal scorer by 15 <laughs> goals. That's when Liverpool didn't even think he was much of a goal scorer. Everyone was like, oh, he's a goal scorer. Suarez just facilitates the other strikers. And then he was like, oh, no, hold the phone. Luis Suarez is amazing. <laughs> Let's just briefly chat about him uh, being an absolute shithouse against Everton, where he scored. And oh. David Moyes had accused him of being a diver. So he scored and proceeded oh, to sprint in front of David Boys <laughs> and then dive. <laughs> that was good. Love man. that. That's the right side of the shithousery from Luis Suarez. Yeah. The wrong side is obviously the taking chunk out of someone. Taking chunks out of Chiellini and Ivanovic and also someone in Holland. And then also Ivanovic saving deserved it though. Yeah, yeah, fair. I hate him. <laughs> I we've we've got I know you've mentioned it like briefly, but we've got to sort of talk about the Ghana Uruguay game yeah. as well. <laughs> yeah. Where he, uh, yeah. one of the best saves I've ever seen, it's not, it was straight at him, but he just palms it over the top of the top of the bar. And then the worst thing about it, and I don't know why this is the worst thing about it, because probably most players would do this, stands on the sideline, watches the penalty. Yeah. That I think, if I remember rightly, gets blazed over the top yeah, of the bar. And goes absolutely mental, pulling his shirt, kissing the badge and stuff like that. And it's just like, oh, you are the yeah. worst. What's best about that is, like, he said sideline, but actually he was, like, sort of peeking out of the tunnel. Because obviously yeah. when you're sent out, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. straight down you're the tunnel. Down, yeah. So he's there, like, peeking out of the tunnel, like, oh, oh. <laughs> And then they got knocked out in the next round anyway, so pointless. But I just remember, I just remember him like kissing the badge and like yanking at his shirt, and like all the all the fans around him were probably like Ghana fans as well. Well, that was that was the summer before because he, he signed for Liverpool in January. It that was. was the summer before, yeah. so that's why I hated him because I was like, oh, this guy, no way. And then he came to the point. I was like, oh, I forgive you, Lewis. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What a player. Fair, fair enough. Mm. Can't argue. So that's not. On to the next one. <laughs> super right. sub. There's not much need for a super sub in this team. No, I was going to say, yeah. say, say for instance, this team of by some miracle have got a goal down. Who are you bringing on to, to rectify that? I'm bringing on um, Ronaldinho. <laughs> <laughs> of course you are. Done, you done, done, done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was just, yeah. I mean, his flair and everything. Just yeah, he's that guy. Because like, it was between Zidane and him for the attacking midfielder sort of position. Yeah. Um, but I feel like Ronaldinho is more of a, a super sub. Like, because he's a very special player, you feel like... He'd make he more of an impact, just... wouldn't he? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Imagine yeah. you have managed somehow, by some miracle, gone 1-0 up, 
against this side and you're thinking, bloody hell, we're doing all right here. And then you look over to the sideline and, uh, and Ronaldinho is getting stripped to get his, <laughs> get his kit on. You're just like, oh, piss off. <laughs> Hell of a player. Um, again, yeah. he has been picked before and obviously with good reason because he is. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Especially again for our generation, he is that guy. Ronaldinho as a player, as well as like the man, obviously he's had a bit of a checkered history since retiring from football, but <laughs> on the pitch... Nobody had a close control like Ronaldinho. Like no. just the the spins, the flicks, the anything that like Yeah. Just remember he used to hit the ball, like he'd do the sort of the same thing as De Bruyne where he'd hit it, but the ball wouldn't spin. Yeah. Like with the side of his foot, just curl it. Just unbelievable. Such a player. It's yeah. Really right. Is. While we were making the joke about caps and things like that, we got we got through the defense and I quickly just added up all the defense and then just carried on doing it for the rest of your team. <laughs> Here we go. The overall caps in your team is 1,408. <laughs> Not bad. <laughs> so, on average, then, that's over 100 caps a player. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. That's incredible. Well, you can't argue with that as a team. No, really, really gone. <laughs> I'm really looking up, forward yeah. to you telling us that Steve Bruce is your manager. <laughs> but before we do that, we'll take a quick break and then we'll be back. Sam has quite possibly given us the greatest team we've had. In the, well, it absolutely is the greatest team we've had in this podcast. Might easily be the greatest team in the world. Yeah. Right. Yeah. The manager has got to be someone special. Now, during this break, you went off for a little bit and Drew did guess who your manager was <laughs> and he doubled down on it. <laughs> He's probably got it right. Yeah. I reckon he's got it right. No, I think I got it right. Go on, Sam. Who is Go it? Go on, Sam. Who's your manager? Jürgen Klopp. Yeah. <laughs> he got it right. <laughs> yeah. It has to be. He's just, again, like, he's such a special guy. Like, he's so passionate. And I think he's so hard not to like. Yeah. Um, like, I, I don't see how you can't not like him, other than Liverpool doing really well. Like, yeah. It's even even with Liverpool doing really well and like rival teams, like I can say this from being from a rival team, he is so infectious. Yeah. Like watching him on the sideline and watching him, the absolute passion he's got for the side. And obviously he's so close to all the players as well. He's just the ultimate man manager. And I think at the moment, Liverpool are going through a bit of a spell of not being as good as they have been. Uh, But yeah, I think with Jurgen Klopp, you can see it now where it's probably the first time since he first took over that he's had a bit Mm. of a, struggle yeah, it for, is actually. for a prolonged period of time yeah but i've got full confidence that he can get us out of it if anyone could yeah because it's yeah, not it's could. not a crisis because we're still where we are we've still got the players we have and yeah i don't know it's, how it's injury it's to be it's injuries isn't it yeah, yeah. we've yeah. been so so unlucky this season with i mean even just losing van dyke i think we still would have struggled because what he does to the team like mm. i mean the, the long diagonal passes that he does that's what frees up so much space around the back and allows the front three to sort of interchange. And, yeah, absolutely. and I think that's what those three have also missed because they've been misfiring the past few games. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think they obviously miss Van Dijk as well with those balls coming over the top. This this season reminds me, sorry, there's a bit of going off on a tangent a little bit, reminds me of the season that Leicester won. Yeah. Where everyone's sort of dropping points left, right and centre and sort yeah. of like 
everyone is. Liverpool are, United are, I say United are, United are gaining them. (laughs) (laughs) We're not usually where we are at the moment. City are dropping points. Like, it's anyone's to win at the moment. Yeah, it really is. And, like, everyone's just fluffing their minds. And it's probably, like, COVID probably has a lot to do with it. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, That people have had to play so many games, like, like, non-stop, back-to-back, things like that. But if anything, it's making it more of an entertaining season. It, it level is. it levels the playing field a lot. I find I think this COVID has leveled the playing field in the sense of this is the first time where every team has got to go through the same thing. Yeah, yeah. Like if one team has an injury crisis, then that's just the one team. And yeah, they're like City have had bad injuries this season as well, and like other teams have had bad injuries. But like with COVID, it levels it out because everybody has to do the same testing regimens, the same isolating yeah. things if they find it. Klopp, great man manager. Great yeah. character and just an all-round fun guy. Yeah. The best thing I've ever seen of any Liverpool manager and have been many greats was Liverpool winning the Champions League and then Klopp on the back of the bus, pretty much hanging off the back of the <laughs> yeah. bus on the parade. <laughs> he knows where the camera is. He looks at it and he starts counting on his fingers. He goes, one, <laughs> two, three, four, five. Six and then he's absolutely you can tell he's absolutely smashed he's just been necking a beer before that. <laughs> How many managers can you see? You can't see Jose Mourinho hanging off the back of a bus with a Liverpool scarf, thousands of fans in Liverpool City Centre just getting smashed with him. It, that's, he is the manager that Liverpool always waited for. Yeah. And he just gets it. He's you, the most scouse person yeah, I've ever, I've ever seen who's it. not scouser. Yeah. He was the only person that could have come in and, and done what, yeah. what he has done. Yeah. He changed the club and I think He's set the benchmark now where whoever we get in afterwards will always be measured by what Klopp did. Yeah, and I think that's why, yeah, that's why it's going to be hard for, if it is Gerard. it's going to be tough. Well, Klopp, great choice. He would be if able he... to manage this team. Maybe. Yeah, the only one. I would have said Steve Bruce, but you know, yeah. it's your mm. team. It was a close second. Yeah. Neil Warnock. <laughs> <laughs> Mick McCarthy, get him back. Come on. Right. <laughs> oh. Let's go for your stadium next. Stadium. <laughs> Any ideas? I mean, it's Anfield, surely. <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, that like stadium-wise, I was thinking of ones that I've always loved, um, like ones that I've been to. So, like for my twenty-first birthday, um, I was lucky enough to go to Barcelona. Went to Camp Nou, nice, and Ooh. watched Barcelona play. Saw Messi score. A bit. That was pretty special. Um, and like Camp Nou, the stadium is just insane. It, like the way how far just, back were you? I was behind the first goal. At uh, first goal, um, I was behind the Barcelona goal. All right. Um, so we were like literally just just above the uh, the crossbar. So oh, like, fair enough. Position wise, it was like it Perfect. was brilliant. Yeah, the dream that. Um, and then you could just look up and see the away fans like miles up in the crowd. I, I love <laughs> I love that about uh, how how far away the away fans are. It's They're just insane. like, yeah, you can have that tiny little little Literally. spot over there. Well, the size of the, new, the size of the new camp, they might as well just stay at home. Yeah. Yeah. Um but yeah, so that's a pretty special stadium. Um the other one, um I've always loved San Siro. Nice. Um Lovely. built it on Minecraft when I was younger. <laughs> I was very proud of it. I thought it looked epic. That's commitment. It is. It is. Oh, it took a while to do, but yeah. <laughs> San Siro is, is really cool. nice. Yeah, just the red. Oh yeah. Um, but yeah, Anfield has got to be special place. Like I was just trying to think of places where you get a proper atmosphere. 
and like the hairs on the back of your neck just stand up. Yeah. Every time. Yeah. 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 It's just an amazing stadium. And obviously, again, I could wax lyrical and speak here for hours on Anfield and the joys of Anfield. But as Sam can attribute to this as well, just under the lights, it's like a different vibe at Anfield. There's just something like, almost magical about it. Like when you walk out yeah. up the staircase onto the stand and you can see the pitch just spread out in front of you yeah. under the lights, it's just special. And like I've been going to Anfield my whole life. I mm. uh, recently started going back after a long time out, but it's just unbelievable place. And it's one of those things that we've had this conversation before, obviously, where your home ground is the one that always gives you the best feeling because it's your home ground. But mm. Great choice. Thank you. That George is don't know what to say there. Go on, George. Anything to say on Anfield? I love it. I, yeah. All right. Cheers, George. All right. On to the next one. <laughs> it, it is one of those things where it's like, I wish, and I'm not saying Old Trafford has a bad um, atmosphere because it doesn't by any stretch of the imagination, but it just mm. doesn't have that atmosphere. Yeah. Which I wish it did. Mm. United's away fans, incredible. Home fans, not, not a patch on it. I think that's the problem with bigger stadiums now where I don't want to say plastic fans. That's not what I mean, but you get... Man City. (coughs) (laughs) Well, they don't need a bigger stadium. They only have five fans. I was going to say, they shouldn't have moved. (laughs) Will Ashley. Joe Roberts. (laughs) The the best thing, just a quick tangent on City, the best thing I ever saw was when they came back after the COVID break and they had the electric screens on the side of the pitches and City couldn't even get enough fans. <laughs> 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 uh, I, I sent out many fishing tweets about that one. It was very good. But yeah, just with bigger stadiums, it's hard to get yeah, that many is. passionate fans in the ground, if that makes sense. Like yeah. with away games, you're only taking your proper passionate diehard fans because they're the ones that are making the effort to go to those trips. Whereas the home yeah. ground, it's easy to get to. There's a lot of hospitality tickets. You know, it's not quite. What makes me laugh? What makes me laugh about away fans as well is they rarely wear the replica shirts. No, like the away fans, they'll just be in their own their own clothes and they're passionate as anything. Yeah. They'll probably start a fight with you. Um, <laughs> but that's yeah. so part of the fun, isn't it? Yeah. Great choice, Sam. Thank you. Right, Kit. Please don't be a Liverpool kit. <laughs> yeah, well, I thought it was quite Liverpool heavy. I mean, yeah, looking at my my team, I tried not to go with so many Liverpool players. No, it's a, um, it's a good mix. I was going to say, you've only got three, haven't you? Yeah. yeah. Um, and then obviously, yeah, Anfield, Klopp. I was like, a uh, bit heavy. Put it, this, put it this way. Josh is a United fan, and I'm pretty sure his whole team was United apart from one. Yeah, so <laughs> you're doing better than him. <laughs> Um, but yeah, Kit, I've gone with the 2009-10 season AC Milan home kit. Oh, <laughs> yes. Hello. <laughs> it was a very nice kit. Oh, it is a very nice kit. Just uh, going to have a look at that. The one with the white collar. Yeah, that's the one. Yes. It's, it had sort of like a retro feel about it, mm-hmm. which is what I quite liked. I, I love a, a retro shirt, but when they sort of try and do it with new shirts as well I, yeah. I just think it looks really cool beautiful kit iconic yeah. AC Milan red and black stripes well yeah I was going to say I hadn't I hadn't seen this particular one mm. um, but just Milan's kit yeah for me is one of the best in football yeah um, but yeah the this one with the with the white collar does it just looks so nice mm. 
That's the one that Beckham wore, I think, isn't it? Yeah, I was going to say, yeah. it reminds me of Beckham. Uh, I don't know if that was the actual year in which he played for Milan. I don't actually know. Beautiful kit. Ardenio was there at the yeah. time. There you go. He's already wore that kit, so we can bring it with him. He's already got that. Cafu's probably been given one because he used to play for them. Yeah. Yeah. Buffon might be a bit upset, but... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that was a hell of a kit. It's one of them iconic kits where you see black and red stripes, you instantly think AC Milan. Let's uh, wrap this thing up, shall we? Let's have a. We're going to go through your team, review your choices. If you want to make any last-minute tweaks, you're more than welcome to do so. Although, no, if I you do I'm... that, you're mad because this team is very good. Yeah, it'd have to be either a really capped player or... <laughs> That's it, yeah. yeah. Quickly Google the most capped player of all time. <laughs> Whack him in. Right, so starting off in goal... Well, sorry, starting off in formation, going for a 4-3-3. Yeah. Strong formation. Goalkeeper, Gigi Buffon, most capped goalkeeper. And also just all-round legend. In defence, we've got Cafu at right-back. Roberto Carlos at left-back. And in centre-back, we've got Carlos Poyal and Virgil van Dijk. Even just reading this team back, it's insane. <laughs> yeah, we move on to the midfield. And uh, like you say, the these players can just play all around the pitch, yep. uh, really. And I have to agree with you on that one. So we have Steven Gerrard, Kevin De Bruyne and Zinedine Zidane. Unbelievable. Then onto the front line where it, it drops off a little bit. <laughs> We've got Leo Messi, Cristiano Ronaldo, and Luis Suarez. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If that wasn't enough, super sub, Ronaldinho. Yeah, and this whole team is managed by none other than Jurgen Klopp playing in the stadium of Anfield. I'm playing in the kit, the 2009 to 2010 AC Milan kit. Well, that is one hell of a team. There's not much else that can be said to that, really. That's just <laughs> one hell of a team. All it's have to do, Sam, is name the team. Um, so the name we're going for is what I tend to go for on Fancy League, and that's Muddy Elephant FC. Muddy Elephant <laughs> FC, which brings us into a lovely tangent. <laughs> Of your band, Muddy Elephant, Sam? I thought it was quite a nice link. Yeah, lovely, <laughs> lovely stuff. Right, so <laughs> Just in case you were going to mention it. Today's episode, we are going to be playing out on your latest single, Tusk. Um, but yeah, why don't you give our, our listeners a bit of a rundown? Where can we find you Where if they want to listen to some more? Um, Spotify is um, where we'd like you to mainly go to. Um, so yeah, just type in Muddy Elephant. We'll come up on Spotify. Um, Instagram um, is just Muddy Elephant. Uh, Facebook, Muddy Elephant Music, and Twitter uh, is Elephant Muddy because Muddy Elephant was taken. Oh, <laughs> rough. Oh, those yeah. bastards. What, what, what are they doing on there? <laughs> <laughs> Listeners of this podcast, you need to petition against that Twitter page to get them their Twitter page. So, yeah, Sam, obviously a, a band on the up and up. You've been played in a lot of places. Now, you said just before the recording of this that there's one special place where Very Muddy special. Elephant have been played. So, do you want to tell us about that? We got played on match day at um, Anfield. How cool which is that? Was absolutely <laughs> epic. So I think that's sort of like the biggest band achievement. Yeah, right up there. So Just far, hey, so far, so far. I, yeah. I again, I I argue this. Um, this morning is probably bigger. <laughs> <laughs> As in this morning when we're recording this, or oh, you mean the TV show? No, the TV show this morning. <laughs> I think yeah, in, yeah, it is definitely bigger. But I think as a 
personal achievement because nah 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 this morning (laughs) (laughs) we're like huge liverpool fans ourselves no i can imagine i can imagine for for a band or musician or whatever if you're if you're all big liverpool fans that is the absolute pinnacle surely definitely crazy if i was a musician i got played in old trafford to be over the moon (laughs) <laughs> yeah so that is amazing and and obviously more to come from the elephant so keep yeah, your ears peeled ears get following peeled. them on socials i just followed you on spotify there you go there you go hey, another follower and <laughs> a reminder that we will be playing out today on their latest single tusk which is a hell of a tune is on my playlist already so get it on yours too <laughs> right sam thanks very much for coming on no thank you for having me on it's been good fun it's been a real pleasure <laughs> Wow. Um, I, I the podcast hasn't finished. We're just a little bit speechless. Um, I see incredible team. That's like, how you pick a team. Yeah, it's nice. Like it's it's lovely. Don't get me wrong. It's lovely having all the comedy choices and all the like nostalgic choices of like people who uh, you played with and things like that. But that, like I said in the podcast, does take me back to just getting a piece of paper, drawing out your formation and just putting your favourite players in. Yeah. And that is it. And that's nostalgic in itself. Yeah. Yeah. I also, it reminds me, and me and you used to do it loads whenever we stayed at each other's houses. We used to have Pro Evo. You used to go on Master League, create your own team and then just fill in with your favourite players. And then you were actually playing with them on the video game. That was the one. Loved it. Well, Let's start off. Goalkeeper. Probably one of the best goalkeepers of all time, if not the best goalkeeper of all time. Up there. Um, yeah, you'd, you'd be hard to to argue with it, obviously. Yeah. Looking at like Oliver Kahn, Jens Lehmann. Hitch Michael. Hitch Michael. Chris yeah. Kirkland. <laughs> He's a level above, but we won't talk about that. But yeah. Fullbacks. We've had that fullback pairing before. Yeah. Very like said. And that's the first... Obviously, they are... The second time we've had it, but it is the, one of the most successful combinations of fullbacks going in terms of international honours won as a, as a tandem. Oh god, yeah, yeah, incredible players. Yeah, um, and then and then in between them, if that wasn't bad enough, you have got Virgil Van Dijk and Carlos Puyol, and it's just. If you think about it, it's actually the perfect centre back pairing. Yeah, you got yeah. the pace and the sweeping nature of Virgil Van Dijk. And then you've got the no nonsense, the absolute. If no we're in trouble, put a get it out. In. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that defense is. I would say would rival any defense in the world ever in terms of the, of the balance, the quality, the fit between the players. Just unbelievable. Hundred yeah. percent midfield as well. I um, he was saying about them all being like quite similar players, but I could see that as a midfield, Kevin De Bruyne is just playing a little bit ahead of them, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you'd have it differently. And then Steven Gerrard and Zidane sort of holding that midfield, sort of yeah. dictating the play all around the park. But that's the, that's like. the thing with that, that with that trio. They could <coughs> all three play in any of those sort of central midfield roles. So they could yeah. be a defensive mid, attacking mid, the anchor. Like, they could do it all box to box. All three of them. That's the thing. So it'd just be whoever has the most energy at the time. They'd go on the run, the other two would sit back and then you just rotate. That's like the ultimate midfield because you wouldn't know which one was doing what. Yeah. Like if you look at certain midfields in, in world football, you know, like you play Chelsea, you know Kante is probably going to be defensive midfielder. Yeah. 
you know Mount's going to be attacking. Yeah, and then with this one, you wouldn't know. You, there'd be no way of knowing because they could all do it. Very yeah, it'd be hard to it'd be hard tactical. to game game plan for, wouldn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and even if you did game plan for it, you have that strike force of Ronaldo, Messi, and Suarez. So yeah, so you got no chance anyway. You got you got two two of MSN, but instead of Neymar, you just throw Ronaldo in there instead. Yeah. MSR's not got quite the room, same ring to it. <laughs> but the only the only chance you've got to beat in this team is if egos get in the way and Messi and Ronaldo have a bit of a civil war on the wings and try and one up each other. Mm. Although that could go the opposite way and they could try and one up each one up each other by scoring more goals than the other. Yeah, yeah, that's what you'd want from it, isn't it? Yeah. You, you sort of wonder if if they were younger, the egos might get in the way. True. At the stage they're at now, they might, I don't know, because they've still, both of them have still got quite big egos, Ronaldo especially, I think. Mm. But, yeah, but I suppose, I think if that's true of both those players, then it shows you that's probably one of the things you need to have to make it that high in the game. Oh, 100%, 100%. Yeah. I think... If you if you don't have the confidence within yourself and think you are a fantastic player, you're not going to be. No, I think most most fantastic players have got that arrogance about them. Yeah, they? absolutely. Yeah, and then with Mister Shithouse himself, Luis Suarez <laughs> in the middle. Yeah, and then if that wasn't all bad enough, this is what makes bring, me laugh the most. You bring on Ronaldinho. <laughs> you bring you bring on one of the best players of his generation. One of the best players of all time, just casually sitting on the bench waiting there to come on and just do what he does. Especially yeah. if you're playing this team, you're going to be absolutely knackered. Because if, you, if we're talking about all these players in their prime, which I imagine is the case, he's not picked them as like 47 year old blokes. <laughs> if you got them in their prime, you're going to be absolutely knackered by the time it's coming to like the 65, 70 minute mark. And then you whack on Ronaldinho, he's going to run circles around you. No chance. It's mad, isn't it? I can't, you can imagine as well. I know this isn't how these teams work, but Ronaldinho wouldn't be happy coming off the bench. Oh no! So, so he would also, football. so he'd be coming on with something to prove as well. Yeah. So which is not what you want. You haven't got a chance. No. And then the manager, if anyone's getting the best out of superstar players, Jurgen Klopp, he does it on a weekly basis. So he's going to do it with this team. Yeah. And then you can enjoy him going mad. You can imagine him going mad at Zidane. Zidane misplaces a pass and Klopp's just shouting at him. <laughs> Never seen a player head better manager, but I reckon that could happen in this team. Stadium, Anfield. Dear to your heart. Obviously, yeah, you can't. It's one of them again where there's not, I don't even want to have a debate of where's the best stadium because I don't think there's a correct answer. The best stadium no. is. It's, it's subjective, isn't it? It's exactly. a subjective thing because people, people have their favourite stadiums because of who they support or. A moment that's happened there, but atmosphere-wise, it's hard to argue. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, it is. But like, it has it has down days. I've been to a few games where it's been a bit of a lull, mostly in the Roy Hodgson era. But that, mm. less said about that, the better. I tell you what. What the, what's a really good way of putting putting it about a stadium is you can have an incredible, incredible looking stadium. But it's nothing without the fans. Yeah, exactly. Um, which is which is being shown at the moment in COVID. Like, yeah, they're yeah. playing; they're still playing in their stadiums, but it's not the same. Absolutely. Um, what the what the one I was going to mention, and it could be either of these two teams, Arsenal or West Ham, when they moved. So Arsenal moved from Highbury. Mm-hmm. From what I remember, fantastic atmosphere in Highbury. Yeah, yeah, it was 
it was a very old stadium, but it was just the fans were so loyal. And so they moved to Emirates and it doesn't have, and no. it still doesn't have that same feel. I think it's, even though it's, a, don't get me wrong, it looks amazing, Emirates. Mm-hmm. But it's the way they build them as compared to the old ones. They're like cauldrons where it's like the sound is like closed in. Yeah. Whereas with these newer stadiums, it's so open, especially with West Ham with London Stadium. Yeah, I was going to mention West Ham as well. Stadium, because it's built as an Olympic stadium. So obviously it's not designed to keep the crowd noise in. It's designed as an athletics arena. And they're so far away from the pitch. Yeah. That's it. And I'm like, it's, a, it's an amazing stadium. I'm sure it'd be amazing yeah. to go to. But same as Wembley as well. Like you can fill it, but unless they're doing something with the noise, it just escapes out the top. You need... Like that cauldron vibe, I think, as a football ground, which is why I'm really happy that they decided to redevelop Anfield as opposed to moving. Mm. And like, I hope that more more teams that can redevelop their current stadium do and make them bigger rather than just moving and making a not a worse stadium, but a less authentic football stadium. Yeah, yeah. Because personally, I think fans need to be close to the pitch. Yeah. Yeah. You need that sort because there's some there's some um I can't remember which one it is. It's not Juventus's, is it? That are really far away and they start really high up as well. The seats. Uh it's like, um, no, is Stadio it? Olimpico, is it Roma? Oh, it could be. I can't remember, but it's like they have really the big far away as well. just yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. And they ju- it, it just makes it seem like I don't know, like they're they're separated from from everything, which isn't how it should be, in my no. opinion. No. But yeah, Anfield. The fans are pretty close to the pitch. I've sat very close to the pitch on occasion, and it is great. Um, but yeah, can't argue with that. With that, and then the kit, AC Milan, 0910, that iconic kit with the white collar. I love that kit. I was, I love I love any AC Milan kit. There hasn't been yeah. an AC Milan home kit because there's not much you can do to it either. No, because you see you see like some um, some kits trying to change and like. Uh, update and like make it a bit more modern but with that one you can't really do much to it no, and but you don't I'm need glad. to no that's yeah. what i mean i'm glad because it's so nice and that's why that one is especially nice i think because they made a slight tweak but it was the right tweak with the white collar mm. made it look like collar. a classic sort yeah of. just <sighs> lovely and, the, and then a nice little team name named after his band that he's the front man of muddy elephant fc lovely yeah and definitely name. do go check them out as well yeah absolutely so I'm going to pose the question to you this week because oh. uh, it's the hardest one so far. Best player, worst player? Neither of them are easy. Nope. Um, it, oh, bloody hell. Right. You're not going to be happy with my worst player. You're going to say Virgil, aren't you? No. Oh. No, I'm going to say Luis Suarez. Oh, well, you're wrong. So yeah, that's fine. I, I mean, you can, you can disagree with me. That's right. Like, I'm not saying Luis Suarez is bad in any sense. No, no, no. Stretch. I'm just looking at the other players around him. And it was between him and Verge. But I just think, I think Verge is one of the best defenders we've seen in a long time. Um, So I think I, I wouldn't want to put him in there. So it's got to be Suarez for me, even though he's a fantastic player. I wouldn't want him in my team just because... You know, he bites people. <laughs> well, who's your best player? Uh, there's there's two. Choose one. I think mine's sitting on the subs bench. Oh, all right. Okay. Wow, that is that's a, I'd say that's controversial, you know, with the No, I think it is, yeah. Line. Um between between the, the two you're on about, for me, it's Ronaldo. But that's 
The controversy continues. Right, hang on. Let's continue this theme of controversy. I'll tell you my worst player. Okay, go on. Carlos Puyol. I can see that. If we're talking football players, not just... I mean, I acknowledge that he is a, a very, very good footballer and a very yeah. good professional. If you're talking about on-the-ball skill, talented football yeah, player... Yeah, 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 okay. He's yeah, the, no, he's the lowest that. in that team. And I, I love Carlos Puyol. I think he's great. But he's not a footballer. He's a, a bloke that just likes to kick people. If that <laughs> makes sense. Obviously, I know he's yeah. a football player. What I mean by that is he's not passing it out like your conventional centre-back would now. He is no-nonsense, get it out at all costs. And then my best player, obviously it pains me to not pick Verge, Stevie or Suarez, but I have to say impartial at this section, it is Messi. Yeah, it is Messi. I've argued the case for Ronaldo. I think they're very equal. The only thing that tips it above for me is that Messi, it just comes naturally to him. Yeah. And I think Messi broke into a better team than Ronaldo ever did. So Messi broke into a team in the early 2000s with like Etu, Ronaldinho, like oh I see yeah I see what you mean Sorry, players yeah. and he got them out of the team and kept his place the whole time. Whereas Ronaldo, what did, he pushed Nicky Butt to the bench. You know, <laughs> that's not quite the same, is it? But I, that's just one of my one of my points. <laughs> What a team. What a team. Unbelievable. So that's it for another week. Thank you again for listening. Yeah. On that, the best team we've ever had. You can catch us on all our socials uh, as usual, which is under the handle of Nostalgia FC Pod. So you can catch us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok. Yeah. Obviously, try and uh, if you can find us in any pod, you're already listening on some sort of podcast provider but if there is any chance of you leaving a review or anything like that please do we'd really appreciate it helps us grow the podcast mm. and also while you're there on your streaming site why not go and check out muddy elephant they have lots of good tracks on there sam gave us a sneak preview and told us there's a few tracks on the way so keep your ears peeled for them because <laughs> sam is very excited about them and muddy elephant are on the up and up so keep an ear out for them because they are an excellent band they and really uh are. yeah all success to them so that's it for another week. We, today, as we mentioned before, we will be playing out on Tusk, the latest single from Muddy Elephant. So make sure you listen to the end to hear that track because it is a banger. So all that remains to say is that was Nostalgia FC and that was Sam Passy delivering Muddy Elephant FC. What a team it was. And what a team it was.
sight of Clarine A keystone species, now you would think it The epitome of all time Saturday game, Saturday game, Saturday game, Saturday game, Saturday game mate. Go down <laughs> <laughs> the, the Anfield of London, we're talking about, yeah. Uh, sorry, 